sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Man, what's up? Thanks for showing up. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we had a really good show lined up, and now it's just going to be terrible. <laughs> it's know. like, hey, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so today, <laughs> oh, man, listen, here we go. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, it's me, Tate Stevens, and as always, AJ Kronk. So we had a great, great show lined up, and when we're going to get him back on, I think next week. Uh, um, Staff Sergeant Shallow Harris, uh, you yeah. can look him up. Um, he's he's I met him six years ago with helping a hero, uh, a, a organization that I belong to that uh, we build houses for wounded veterans. Wounded warriors and stuff like that. It's a great, it's a great thing. And anyway, I, I got to meet Shiloh, and and I've met several other uh, wounded warriors, wounded heroes, really, um, through this organization, and and became friends with them. And and Shiloh, uh, man, he's a good dude. Um, just a, a super. It's kind of crazy how um, when when you when you see him, he was burned over like eighty percent of his body. Mm. You know, he has no ears. His face is just melted off. His fingers are gone. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, and then uh, just to hear his story of what happened, um, and we read the book. He's got a book out, um, really called Steel Will, and it's just it's cool, man. He's he's a he's just a good dude, and and it's very it's motivating and, and it's inspiring and everything. So we'll have him on uh, hopefully next week. Uh, tonight was Jamie, his wife's birthday, uh, so they were at dinner. And he forgot it was. <laughs> he forgot they had dinner. So, oh, there um, it is. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, anyway, he's been on so many major television shows and all that stuff. Been around the world. Oh, telling, wow. Telling his story and stuff. He's a good dude, though. Super good guy. Uh, we're gonna get him up here to Missouri next year. Next uh, hunting season, he's gonna. We're gonna get him on a big Missouri whitetail and and stuff. So it's gonna be fun. Anyway, he's a good friend. So he's gonna be on the show. Hopefully next week we'll get that all set up. But tonight, uh, man, it's seventies. You know, uh, AJ came in tonight and and was playing these seventies uh, songs, just like a, a mixed bag of of seventies music. Um, and I said, you know what? That what a great era of country music. Oh yeah, um, and and of pop rock music. Uh, it's, it's just a great era of music. Um, so many big artists were big in the I mean, it yeah. sounds dumb, but they were huge in the seventies, just kept going through the eighties, nineties, and even two thousands, some of them. So absolutely. Um, so anyway, we're gonna talk about that, man. I love it. I love the seventies. So uh here we go. So <clears throat> you came in, you were uh Talking about uh, well, what was the band you were talking about? You you went to see him in concert. The band. Oh, uh, Corey Wong. 
Corey Wong. Yeah. yeah. And so you went to you went to see him at the up was it Uptown or Midland? No, uh, the Truman. The Truman. Yeah. The Truman. Really good um, show. Yeah, pretty cool. So you were playing me some of the music and stuff that uh, amazing, like freakish, <laughs> freakishly good uh, music. Yeah, and, and so, and then you were like, "Hey, man, I've been listening to this playlist," and you and you were kind of playing some stuff, and it just got got me thinking. And I'm like, "What a great era of music! The '70s. What a great era yeah. of music." Um, in in the country world, you think back to some of the biggest stars in country music. Mm-hmm. Now, again, some of these transcend to the 60s, some or the 80s sure. too. But in the 70s, they were killing. Oh, yeah. You know, you had the Merle Haggards and, yeah. and Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and, and all the, I know they were back in the 60s too, but it's like the 70s is where they just kind of became this yeah. giant, you know, Waylon Jennings. Come on, man. Yeah. In the 70s? Isn't it weird, though, how every decade can have its own, like, just completely different set? Until you hit, like, the, what, the 2010s and after that, and after, it just kind of, I, I don't, I, personally, I don't see, I can't uh, distinct yeah. any difference between, you know, going uh, forward, but. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, so coming out of the 60s, very, very, um, I can't even like not rustic, but um, like the the tones of guitars and the drums and things. Everything was evolving. Obviously, yeah. um, sound equipment was getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, the mixing boards and the microphones and all that stuff was you know that they were using in studio. They were kind of evolving, right? Um, and and the engineers were in, were evolving this sound. Like, hey, this is you know, listen to the guitar sounding this way. Yeah. So much bigger, brighter, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, that started. You know, I mean, I think every the forties probably had it, the fifties probably had, changed a little bit, and then yeah. But yes, it's come this, here come the seventies. Telecasters sounded like Telecasters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stratocasters sounded like it was. It was like you could tell. Like yeah, that's a Strat. That's a Telecaster. Yeah, you know that's a big old Gibson. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it was cool. <clears throat> um, we just, I mean, for for me, like the seventies. I think when I think of the seventies, especially in the country world, of course, Waylon Jennings. Uh, the only two things in life that make it worth living. So cool, man! I was so quick with that too. Yeah. <laughs> None of this. We have no game plan today. We're, we're, we're just, just this is we're shooting. We're just winging it. Yeah. Got you with me tonight. He had that little that uh, phaser, phaser on there, and to the basics of love. Let's go to So much verb. Oh yeah. So much it's reverb. Saturated. It's just, <laughs> it's just like oozing off the oozing out of the speakers. So good. So, you have. Um, so Waylon, uh, you, of course, back in, in in the in that late sixties, well, he played with with uh, uh, Buddy Holly, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so he was supposed to be on that airplane, and he gave up his seat to the Big Bopper, I think. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, so, wow. So I hope your plane crashes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah. Isn't that Yeeks. crazy? How do you live with that? Yeah. No wonder he liked cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The cocaine. <laughs> he he liked the cocaine. But, so, um, you... <laughs> Johnny Paycheck. So, I heard some really cool things about Johnny Paycheck. Heard some bad, bad things about <laughs> Johnny Paycheck. a lot of bad Paycheck. stuff, too. But uh, some really cool things about his, just how he he was, you know... Um, he he made no excuse, yeah, for him or his music. Yep, I, it is it was, what it is. Yeah, and that's how he just <laughs> that's how he went forward. It was just like you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't care. Yep, because this is how I'm doing it. Not not being an outlaw, not being a, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, not not trying to do that. It was just him. Like hell, I, I'm gonna go to jail because that's what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not because it's cool. Yeah. It's just how I am and <laughs> not going to change. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, you know, so it's like, uh, it's kind of like uh, the story that, that uh, uh, Blake Chancey told us about John Conley and how he, you know, John smoked and all this stuff. And he, he you know, he drank and did all this stuff. And they're like, man, you know, if you'd lose a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yep, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I, I don't need. I don't need to talk to you about any of this. I'll go somewhere else and shop my music. And and you know, they were like, oh, it's okay. Maybe it's okay. Well, of course it was okay because you know, rose colored glasses was a giant smash. Oh yeah. So I mean, those guys just did what they did, and they and they they stuck to their guns, which was cool. You know. Yeah. And, absolutely. And not that. Not that they. Were, like I said, not that they were trying to be outlaws of any kind. They were just like, no, this is who I am. This is me, and this is my music, and I'm not going to change it for you or anything else. Yeah. Which is cool, and it's kind of happening now. It's kind of happening today in today's music. You look at guys like Luke Combs, mm-hmm. and Luke's great. I'm not nothing about that. He's 300 pounds. Yeah. He's. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He's not a slim, trim, good-looking young guy. But he's just like, hey, I'm I'm playing good music. I write and sing good stuff, and people like it. So who cares what I look like? It doesn't matter what I look like. Yeah, you know. Um, would it be better if he was if he looked more like, you know, the young slim trim guy? Probably he'd probably even be a bigger star. You yeah, know, just because of that. But who cares? He's already one of the biggest country artists on the planet right now. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's like, once you're there, you can't get any bigger. You know, Garth Brooks is never going to get bigger. No. <laughs> it's no. like, okay, there's he's, that's where you go. He's on the tippy top. <clears throat> yeah, you're just there. So Luke's there. You know what I mean? They're not going to get any bigger. Yeah. So it's like, okay, great. Who cares? Yeah. But then you go back to people, like I said, probably coming out of that 60s, early 70s with Charlie Pride. Oh yeah. In a time in a time where so good. in a time where that was not okay in spots, you know? Just him being black. Yeah. And he's like, hey, who cares? Here I am. His country as cornbread. Some old friends on the street. They wonder how does a man get to be this way? Oh yeah. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's so good. And every time they ask me why, I just smile and say, 
I got to meet him before he passed, and yeah. and uh, I was in Nashville. We were doing uh, CMA Fest, uh, and we were in the uh, where was that? Where did I meet? It was um, we were in a green room setting thing, um, and getting ready to walk over to to where all the booths and all that were, and, and you go in and check in, and you get your badges and all that stuff, and then they have drinks and some finger food stuff in there for all the artists and stuff. So anyway, we're in there and I went to the bathroom. I was coming back because it was about time for me to leave and to go over to do my signing in, in the booth and everything. And, and Charlie pride was in there and I'm just like, I didn't want to say anything to him, but I had to, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you're Charlie pride. <laughs> how cool. How cool is that? And he was the nicest. The, the, he was so nice. And and um, his team of people that he had like three or four people with him, and they were all great, you know. And I was like, I just I just want to say hi. I don't want a picture with him. I don't want to bother him like that. I would just like to say hi, and introduce myself and all that. And then I did, and and uh, you know he was he was just super super nice. And and I thought, man, what what a and and they actually were like, hey, take let's get a picture with you and Charlie. And I'm like, okay. You know, and then they took a picture. I I don't even have it. I don't even have the picture. And, I'll try uh, to Google it tonight and see if yeah. anybody posted it. So, uh, <laughs> but it was cool, man. They were they were. He was so nice, and uh, you know, just just a star. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, just a star, and it was cool. So yeah. Well, here's a well. It's not a sleeper because he's um pretty pretty famous back in the seventies, but. Dude, such good music back. Ah, good music. I've been walking these streets so long. Glenn Campbell. The same old song. I know every crack in this dirty sidewalks on Broadway. Great singer, great guitar player. Oh yeah. That dude was just. I mean, it. He had it. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, there's some of those guys that come along that you just hear hear him play, hear him sing, and you're just like, "There's nothing that you could sing or play better that, than that. sounds bad." No, or or better, or make it better. Yeah, he they could they could take a song that I've written and make it passable. <laughs> I get it. It, it's, yeah. um, it. It's they were made to do that. They were made to be a star. They were made. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just. You know, Glenn Campbell was gonna be Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Not not just Glenn Campbell the person. He was gonna be Glenn Campbell the artist, and and people were gonna know him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just it, he he was born to do that. Yeah. And, and I I believe that in a lot of in a lot of ways, and sometimes it takes a little longer. For it to happen, mm-hmm. Alan Jackson was like in his upper thirties or something like yeah. that. <clears throat> well, and uh, yeah, before yeah. he kind of got got really going yeah. and, and blew up. I mean, um, there was there was uh, there's been a lot of artists that have just kind of were sleepers, if you will, and mm-hmm. they've been playing forever and ever. Yeah, but it just took them a longer time to get noticed or whatever discovered if you will yeah it was kind of that 20 years overnight success yeah you know and and uh so 
I mean, like people like, yeah, like I said, Merle Haggard was going to be Merle Haggard. Yeah. He he was destined to be Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there, and, and you can tell because how they touch, how they touched and influenced so much in in their field. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so, like, speaking of Merle Haggard, it's so weird because, I mean, you got people that write songs and they only have so many stories to tell. It seemed like he just had stories. Endless. And stories. Endless and stories. stories. You, know, you, you know, like Daddy Frank and, and all yeah. that. And, uh, regardless like, if he made it up. Yeah, because his dad wasn't blind, blind and his mom wasn't <laughs> deaf. They didn't have a family band. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so... Again, those people, like I have this little ink pen right here, and he can write not only about this pen, yeah. but everybody who made that pen, the, the the city that it was made in, the yeah. state that it was made in, and they could make it a hit song. Yeah. It didn't have to it didn't have to happen. It did it could just be made up. It's crazy. Yeah. Willie Nelson, look what he did. Even before he was Willie Nelson, when he was yeah. writing songs and selling them. Yeah. You know, cra- he sold crazy. Yeah. He sold um uh, what was the other one he sold? Oh, Family Bible. He uh, yeah, he sold that one. He wrote that song and <laughs> gave up all his rights to it because he needed the money. It was like fifty bucks or something, something like that. Yeah, crazy, I mean, crazy stuff. I wanted to go buy weed. Yeah, probably. And uh, uh, it's 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 crazy. You know what I mean? I, I but Willie Nelson. There was nothing. There was nothing he was gonna be besides Willie Nelson. Well, yep. You know, um. But you even you have, uh, you have those those I, and and I'm not going to say iconic, but you have those those artists that were, um, hugely successful. You know, it's a little Willie Nelson there. Well, it's a bloody merry morning, baby. Left me without warning sometime. You know, not to get off on a weird tangent, but like songs like this, music like this, doesn't really get made anymore. It's fun. Like you hear it and you just want to like, yeah. It. I, okay, I think not that it doesn't get made anymore. It's well, just it, no, it gets diff- made, but it's, it's just different. Doesn't get heard. Well, yeah, but I think it's 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 different. Um. Okay, so the internet and and social media and all the all those things, right? Um, it's so cool because like you can look up something, I can look up something, and I know it immediately. Yep. You know, I can get a, I can go like this. Hey, I need to know what this is, and my phone will tell me. You know, or whatever. They didn't have that then. They didn't have social media. Yeah. What they have. The radio, television, that was it. You know what I mean? Live concerts. So when you went to see, you had to go buy an album of Willie Nelson or whoever your artist was at the time. You had to go buy them, buy those albums, and you listened to every song, and Uh you flipped it over, and you listened to all, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And it's like, so... um, you know, you had the eight track, and you you know you listened to all eight songs, and and or you know whatever it was. Uh, 
And then you'd go see him live in concert to hear those songs. And and it's like, oh my gosh. So anytime they'd have these album cuts or they'd have these songs on their on their albums, and they were great. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and so when you I mean, you know, I don't know how many hit records Willie Nelson has. Yeah. Tons, right? Tons of songs. Everybody knows them. Yeah. But he's got so many songs, great songs, and and you know, uh, Haggard and 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 all of them do. You know, that weren't big hits. They didn't play them on the radio, but they were hits because when you go see them live, you knew the song because it was on the record. Oh yeah. And that was what they were playing. They were touring that record. You know what I mean? So you know what I miss? Album it? credits, dude. They're so good. I I I miss. I do miss that stuff. I. I used to love buying CDs, you know, yeah. and cassette tapes, and you'd fold out this big <laughs> thing inside the inside the jewel case or whatever. You'd fold it, and it would be every song. Sometimes it was the words to the the lyrics to yeah. the songs. Oh yeah, writers who played on it, yep. all that where it was recorded, all this, and he, sometimes it was cool information about the song or whatever. You know what I mean? I used to love reading those. It, it made you feel closer to the artist yeah like you go you're like oh man oh so this guy wrote this song on this record and this song you know or whatever yeah and then you go oh he wrote this song for this artist and this song for this artist man that guy you know great great writer obviously or it was recorded at you know whatever sound studio and find this you know there all all these were in recorded in muscle souls you know what i mean or whatever it's and it's like so and then you then you read the liner notes the the hey, we we want to thank you know we want to thank all our sponsors you know blah 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 Fender guitar and this and that or whatever, and then we want to thank Uncle Charlie for letting us sleep on the couch and, and yeah you know what oh, I mean yeah. because we would have never made it to whatever if it weren't for these people. That's cool, man. That's that's awesome. I'm trying to look at the. I think it was Jackson Brown's. Uh-huh. I think it was his. No, it wasn't for. <clears throat> Every man, I can't remember which album it was, but there's this album that he put out. I think it was in the seventies, but it was recorded um, on the tour bus. Yeah, it was like <laughs> he like this song was recorded yeah. in our hotel room yep. or whatever. They drug a bunch of recording gear into the yep. hotel room, recorded it there. Like I as think one of, them, on, one of them was on a bus. Yeah, I can't remember which song. Just a it was. whole bunch of different places for yep. each song and and yep. whatever. Just getting a record again, putting an album together. Yeah, it was so cool. So I was talking, um, who who was I talking to the other day? Um, uh, a songwriter, and and we were talking, and and he uh, he said, yeah, my publishing deal, I had to I had to uh, get an I'm, I'm redoing my publishing deal. Um, he said I had to turn in like 15 songs a year. Yeah. 15 full credit songs, meaning he wrote 15 by himself or 30 with a co-writer or if you had three writers, you had to, you know what I mean? So just mm-hmm. however many songs. He was like, I've already turned in like 45 songs this year, you know? And he was like, and I'm still only making this much money from the, the publishing Isn't guy, that crazy? You know? And uh, he said, now, I didn't write all 45 by myself, but I definitely had my 15 in there. Yeah. So... He's like, let's say 15 of them. I, I have 30. I've turned in 30 extra songs this year. Wow. And and it was earlier in the year. And, and he was like, 
it's just not making any sense for me to be either with that publishing company. And because they're, I mean, he was like, I'm not getting any, I'm, I'm getting cuts, but they're cuts like, you know, artists that no one's ever going to hear of or mm-hmm. uh, artists that has already gone, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm not getting any, any cuts from any hit makers right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, which is, I'm sure, the case for a ton of writers, you know. Uh, and, and anyway, so um, uh, it, it's like I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you, I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was t- it tied into everything you said, and I was like, I just jumped off, and I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, um, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> See, dude, ADD is so bad. I'm thinking of so many things right now, and I'm like, where was I going? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it, he, yeah, he he was just saying he was like, um, the the songs that that he was writing at the and you know for whatever. Um, now he's like, I I, I got to do it either myself, go out and do it myself, you know, yeah. um, because I had to turn in, oh, that's what it was. I had to have everything turned in in a certain amount of time. Yeah. So with the Jackson Brown thing, they were doing records probably on the bus uh, and okay. in hotel rooms because they had to have it turned in in a certain amount yeah. of time for the label, you Would, know? Wouldn't that be such so, a cool idea, though, for like a concept album, songs written and recorded on the road? I'm, I'm sure more than more than we know Oh, well, probably. I know, well, I, I know like uh, a lot of artists will take writers on, on the road with them to yeah. write while they're out, and they'll go out for a week, and you might have a couple writers on the bus with you. Sure. And you write in your free time, traveling down the road, two in yeah. the morning, whatever. You might write before the show, after the show, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, I know Craig does it every once in a while. He'll have a writer out with him and, and stuff. So, um, I mean, like yeah. that, like vocals tracked in my hotel room and you know like now i'm in like literally you can do record it all you can you can do it easier now. now than ever yeah you you know your your computer if you yeah. have a good microphone yep and you can get somewhere where the sound is is somewhat controlled yep you know what i mean uh <clears throat> a tour bus would be fine to cut vocals in yeah um turn the jenny off plug it into shore power there's yep. no noise mm-hmm. you know um, unless the the uh, air heat kicks on, you know, so unless the lot lizards start banging on the side of the bus, <laughs> that's yeah. And, uh, there's fun. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mikey, when he was out with uh, Doyle Lawson, yeah. they were in a parking lot in the bus, and this lady kept banging on the door, beating on the door, and they were like, "Can we help you?" And she was like, "That's my RV." And they're like, no, honey, this isn't an RV. It's a tour bus. Yeah, it's my RV. I need to get on my bu- on my RV. And she was all drugged up, and they had yeah. to call they had to call the police and stuff. And it's pretty funny, but she she was kicking the bus and hitting it, and so that was crazy. Of course, but no. So back in the day, I think back in the day, uh, and plus music was was more. Um, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong. I could be. Com- just talking out my ass right now, but I feel like back in that seventies and eighties and sixties, seventies, eighties, even before it got overproduced, before things were overly produced, you could probably do that in a hotel or a bus sure. or whatever. Um, but it was it was simpler. So it was simpler. I don't know if that's the right word. It was um, more organic. Yeah, 
Uh, if that makes any sense yep. to me, that's what it, at least that's what it feels like. It's not, you know, sure you had big productions. I mean, Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah. Jesus, huge production on yeah. that song, you know. But it seems like most of the music, not just in country music, in 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 rock music, and it was really simple. Mm-hmm. Like the way they were recorded, yeah. the way things, you know. Now, could it could have been, you know, track after track after track? I mean, sure, but it just didn't seem that way. Yeah. It seemed very just organic, and this yeah. is almost like everybody got in a room. Yeah, and and played. Well, yeah, and I mean back then, what's that's, what's what, that's what they did. I I love watching those Elvis things, um, where he's practicing. Literally, the whole band is in a room and they're practicing, and he's just standing there in the middle, singing, and yeah. you know, and and then recording. They did recordings that way, you know, and it's like, God, ah, how cool would that be? Um, Vince Gill, I think, did a uh, album like that. Just everybody got in a room and they played like the old days, you know. <sighs> He just played together, and you know, not everybody. No one was in a booth. The drummers right out there in the middle sure. too. You know what I mean? So you're getting drum sounds through your amps, and yeah, yeah. But it's cool. That's the way Stapleton records his stuff. Probably. No, yeah. it is. Oh, it I'm is. sure. I mean, I, he uh, he was he. Did you listen to that song he did called Maggie's Song? Yeah, about his dog, right? <sighs> and, uh, Dude, uh, that that one's hard to listen to, but. He uh, he said that was the only thing that he had to go back and re-record were a couple vocal parts because mm-hmm. he was singing it and had to, had to <laughs> broke up. Yeah, had to stop, yeah. and collect himself, and you know redo a couple parts and yeah. stuff like that. Cool. But, yeah, <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Who cares? Stapleton. Chris yeah. Stapleton. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, speaking of seventies, this screams seventies. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't hack. It's early to rise, early in the sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm. Raising me a family and working John on the farm. My days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got me old fiddle. <laughs> so good. Yeah. He wasn't a country guy, but my God. I mean, this is, it's as country as, <laughs> it's as, it's as country as it, anything else, Yeah, you know? I guess he was a folk. Folk more, guy, yeah, yeah. Americana folk artist. Did they have Americana back then? Uh, or were they just called folk, folk I think artists? it was just called folk. Folk. Which, folk music is what? It's bluegrassy country? Country, a country song that's a little more bluegrass. I mean, what well, is it? What, what is it? What is folk music? Hippie music? I don't know. That's, I don't know what you. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Well, I don't want to go down a John Denver rabbit hole, but you know, there's the <laughs> sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. <laughs> Stuff like that. I know. That's but, folk. That's some folk music. Well, whatever. But, yeah, you know. But so. Even even the John Denver, st- you know who? Okay, so country artist. Though we'll go back to co- talk about country for a second. Uh, the country artist that I think w- huge voice, obviously, um, and and another great musician, um, composer. I think he graduated from the University of Arkansas in in mu- with a music degree. Um, was Charlie Rich? Oh yeah, I mean, be- oh god. Behind closed doors, one of the 
one of my dude the piano part at the beginning just it's so I wish I could play piano Frank Brown oh that's old Frankie yeah yeah Man, he can play that Charlie Rich stuff so good. He can, dude. Frank, God ah. bless, man. I hope he's doing well. I heard he was sick. and Oh, really? Yeah, and, and this has been months ago. Uh, I talked to Dennis Dressler, and I was talking, and he was like, yeah, Frank's not doing too good. He's been pretty ill and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, old Frankie can play that. Play that. Just, Frank was a, Frank is a great musician. Oh, He's yeah. a great piano player, good fiddle player. Yeah. Funny golly. I miss I miss that guy. He, mm. <laughs> he's such a brat. <laughs> oh, he is, dude. He doesn't eat anything but like cheese no cheeseburgers, just hamburger, meat bun only. What is the deal with people that just they don't like cheese on their burgers? But he didn't like he didn't like it was texture, a texture thing for him. Really? Cheese was a te- weird, yeah, weirded him out. Um he ate French fries and tater tots. Yeah. Wouldn't eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> it was a texture thing. Disguise, yeah. make him throw up. Um, wow. Wouldn't eat like vegetables of any kind. <laughs> Zero vegetables. Yeah. No carrots. No cel- Nothing. No. Well, nothing. For those out there who've never met Frank Brown, he <laughs> was a uh, or is I should say He's a, a yeah. keyboard player, a fiddle player, singer, songwriter too. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Blind. Yep, blind since birth. And uh, and I remember when I first met Frank, he was playing out at the Opry. Yeah. And uh, Elijah was saying, yeah, we got a new keyboard player coming in, Frank Brown. He's he's blind. And I'm thinking, how how does that work? Yeah. You know, because like playing out there at the Opry shows, every show, every weekend's different. You mm-hmm. know, musicians, we have to look at each other and kind of <clears throat> cues and, you know, to oh, make, yeah. the, make the wheels keep going. Yep. And... Uh, you would just nod at Frank, and he'd start playing. It's like, how, how, how does he know? How does he know? <laughs> how do you know? Uh, I so I played with Frank for for uh, five years with the Dixie Cadillacs. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> not to get on a Frank Brown tangent, but Frank, I'll oh, bring it just, on. I love Frank. dude. Frank, Frankie's awesome. He he's Texan, uh, a proud Texan, and 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 just uh, played at Gillies, man, uh, back in the day. Okay, he was in the house band. Really? And yes. During the whole urban cowboy thing. Oh. <laughs> Frank, and I mean, Frank missed being in the movie by a day. Are you kidding? Just because of the band that he was with. Yeah. They didn't need him because Gilly was in there doing his thing and they brought in Charlie Daniels and they brought in all the stars for the movie. But Frank and them played during the afternoons and early evenings. And then the stars would come in and do the night shows. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, it's kind of, it's, you know, Frank was one of those guys, but I, I say he's a brat uh, because he, every time we'd go to a restaurant or something, it was steak and french fries or a hamburger, nothing on it, just meat and bread only, yeah, and french fries. And I'm like, Frank, you don't like salad? Nope. You don't like soup? Nope. You don't like mashed potatoes? Nope. Well, you got to think, salad, he's but, a blind guy. Is yeah. he going to sit there and... Time out, though. I thought all blind people, here's how dumb I am, I thought all blind people were kind of like this, right? Because I'm like, well, I can't see. 
So no, I know this is how dumb I am, and uh, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like what you said, salads, it kind of makes sense. They can't, yeah, really, they can't, yeah. Weed through the lettuce and yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, blind people. I know blind people that love salads and love soup. Yeah, no, Frank's just a brat, right? So he huh. ate bacon every morning, That's like a, at my, least a pound of bacon every morning. Not my kidding. man. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know bacon and French fries in the morning. <laughs> or tater tots if you had them. I mean, and he would cook it. He would cook the bacon in the microwave. And well, and, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, I don't. He just knew how long to cook it, and he'd put and and oh my god. So, um, and he drank iced tea like they were gonna stop making it, <laughs> and he always had a big old jug of iced tea. Um. I'm sure he brought his big water thing, or we had water oh, or yeah. iced tea. Yeah, and, and he always had that huge cup. Yeah, cup yeah. yeah. And, and uh, he, I mean, and it was funny because I, I, like I said, I hadn't been around many blind people at all ever yeah. until I was on the road. And then for here come Frank, you know, and, and I'm like, they were like, okay, hey, tank, take lead Frank over here uh, and set him down at a table. So I'm like, all right, Frank, let's go, you know. So he grabbed the back of your arm. Yeah. And you just walk with him. And you're yep. like, all right, Frank, here's the table. So he'd reach down, find it. Find a seat, you know what I mean. He and he sat down, and uh, but but I got to where it, it was funny because I I one time we were in Canada playing and and uh, I walked in in the bathroom and he was shaving, and uh, he had his little electric razor and his he was face sh- shaving his face. Oh, okay, and uh, the light was out. <laughs> <laughs> the lights were out in the yeah. bathroom. Well, I turned the light on, and and. You know, I was like, "Oh, sorry, Frank." Well, I turn around and turn the light off, and then like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I turn the light back on. <laughs> like, sorry, Frank. He was like, "What?" Looking around, like, "What? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Never mind." He goes, he started laughing because he heard the light flick on a couple times. He was like, <laughs> "You can leave it on or off. Doesn't matter to me. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see it." It's like on that and, movie Ray when she just kept giving him the business for cooking in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, same, same kind of thing, and. uh but it was uh, it was just funny because I'm like man, I never, but so it got to it got to be fun. You know, we'd have fun with him. Like stairs, you're like, all right, Frank, we're going downstairs. Okay, and he'd hold on to your arm. Well, then once you started to go down, he would kind of tap his foot in front of him to find the first one, and then he would yeah. walk down behind you or or going up. So one time I was like, all right, Frank, we got some stairs, but he's like, okay. So I just started getting lower with my body, <laughs> and so he was his old foot was just to go and trying to. <laughs> And then he he'd let go. He's like, "Oh damn it!" You know, and laugh. And, and yeah, dude, it was it was pretty funny. Oh, but uh, or we'd I'd walk him around a pole. I know this sounds mean, but it really wasn't. I'd, you know, we'd be outside in a parking lot, and I'm like, "All right, Frank, we gotta walk around here for a minute." It's like a spiral thing. There was no spiral. We were just walking around a pole. <laughs> I'm just walking in big circles. And then after about two, he'd go. He it kind of catch on, and he'd he'd just let go, and he's like, "What are we doing?" And I'd just laugh. He'd laugh, and we'd go on about, you know what I mean? But we had fun with him. But That's funny. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, I met several people after after hanging out with friends. Well, uh, so we were in Nashville recording back in the Cadillac days, and uh, Johnny Neal, blind piano player, and uh, played with uh, the Allman Brothers. Okay. He played on the Dixie Cadillac album. And we ordered lunch at the studio. And we were like, hey, guys, we'll, we'll buy lunch. And we're buying lunch. What's, and I was like, hey, do you need anything? He was like, they got a great salad over there. I'll take one of those and this and that. And I looked at Frank. I'm like, Frank, 
Did you hear that? He was like, what? I was like, Johnny eats salad. He just started dying laughing. He's like, yeah, well, I don't. You know, I'm like, oh, I thought it was a blind person thing. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, dude. Anyway, oh, so back Lord. to se- back to 70s music. Um, coming out of the, you know, you played you played the Gordon Lightfoot song. Um, oh yeah, and and how many America? There was a ton of those uh, oh, yeah. artists back then that had great music, and um, well, just not to go on a um, you know blind piano player tangent, but man, this song right here, dude. If heartaches brought Ronnie Millsap, one of the best. In love's crazy game, I'd be a legend in my time. So good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I had to touch on that since we were talking about about a Franco. Yeah. yeah no. Like, but yeah, so he went. Golly, how many hits did he have? Oh, like 40 number ones or something crazy like that? Um, probably. I, I would Jesus. think. I mean, so he was so country. Like, this is so country. Yeah. And then he would, he could go right into a 50s. Oh, yeah. Doo wop kind yeah. of song. And, uh, you know, then he got really poppy yep. in the 80s, you know, where everything was was crazy and poppy and and yeah. uh and it just we gotta fit. think he was a session piano player down in memphis yeah playing on a lot of elvis stuff yeah and uh kentucky rain yeah it's going down <laughs> Ronnie Mills that. <laughs> but yeah. no yeah i mean he's one of my favorite he's one of my favorite all-time artists oh here we go hello darling nice, nice to see you it's been a You know, Harold Harold Jenkins. <laughs> Harold, what was his rock group? It was Harold Jenkins and the something. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, his that was in like the fifties and sixties. Yeah, it's like Harold Jenkins and the something. I don't remember what it was. Who wanted only you? <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. What era was it? The seventies and eighties, when the Kentucky Headhunters was his backup band. Uh, that was probably late seventies, early eighties. Probably, probably early eighties. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. But uh, you had back in the so in the seventies. Now we can talk about rock music, and you go through so many. I mean, from the Marshall Tucker, Skinner, all those great. 70s rock bands, you know, that's when you get into the Eagles. We talked about them last week, you know. Oh, yeah. You get into those kind of, I mean, just amazing. Um, it's It was such a great, you know, all around. Yeah. It was it was so good. Well, and and I, I still think the 90s probably for me was probably, and, and I want to say the 90s was the greatest era in my life of music. Well, sure. But that's when I grew up. So yeah. the guy, ten years older than me, the eighties were the <laughs> was the best era of music, and ten years older than them, the seventies yep. were the best. Yeah, era. you know. So, but the seventies were it was such a great era of music. 
I mean, come on. It's over here. Now the drums are over here. Was this Mutt Lang? Did he record? Was he producing them at this time? I don't think so. You got any good ACDC stories? No, just that. <laughs> how how crazy is it that Brian Johnson and Von Scott are that close? Yeah, so close, but so different at the same time. But it was, but it didn't it didn't change. Nope, nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Bon Bon was like that that. You know what I mean? Like. So good. Okay, that was in 79. So that was, let's see here. Who produced that? As I'm looking through uh, good old dependable Wikipedia. Mm. But Lang. Yep. Isn't that crazy? How much how much that guy produced back in the day? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, Def Leppard. Yeah. I mean, so many bands. All right. Let's see here. Let's see what are some other good old seventies classics? Oh, so many. Clapton, man. Oh yeah. So good. You but you have all those. Oh Mark Knopfler. Yeah, Mark Knopfler. <laughs> <laughs> so you think about like um all the bands that we like today. Yeah. What we call classic, you know, yeah. That classic rock thing. Dude. You're seeing the video of the dancing bass player plays bass in this song? No. Oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um you you think of the the foreigners and the and and those kind of like the Eagles and and those bands like that. Um Bad Company and all that stuff like Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You know, you had Journey back then in that late seventies part before Steve Perry right before Steve Perry joined them. Yeah. It was um, uh it's like a weird um they, they, they were a little they were a little different. Their music was a little different because they had uh is it Greg Rollins? Uh, Raleigh. Raleigh, Greg Raleigh's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, playing keys and, and organ. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it was like Santana's band. Yeah, that's because Neil Sean was in. Wasn't he in Santana's band? Yeah, him and Greg. Him and Greg and, Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just kind of put a couple other people together and and became Journey. Yeah, and then had that kind of a different. It was a lot different, but they cut Wheel in the Sky before Steve Perry did. Oh yeah, dude, it's out there. Is you can, it? You can find it. It's crazy. It's so. I here's mean, it's the, kind of the uh, same, but it's here's the dancing bass player. Oh boy. Rob Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) 
is going on? Where is that, that at? Is some ultra stage present. I have no idea. It's probably overseas somewhere. Just look it up, everybody. Dancing bass player. Dang. This video is called "What Drug Do You Think This Bass Player Is On?" That's the that's the name of that. That's good. That video. That's great. Great. Oh, so good, so good. So the seventies. You you come out of the seventies, and and even the like I said the mid to late seventies. We we talked about a, a, a female artist that came out of the late seven or in the seventies. There was a bunch, obviously. Yeah. But um, on the country side of things, obviously, have Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Uh, and, and all that. But, um, uh, oh, I guess. Ann Murray. Ann Murray. Well, I just lost her name. It was like right there. <laughs> Ann Murray. What an amazing, what an amazing singer. Like her voice was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's just that. Like she didn't oversing anything. No, but it, it was, was just perfect. clear and just like just a rich. Yeah. I cried a tear. You wiped it dry. God dang. I was confused. You cleared my mind. <laughs> that makes me want to cry. Dude, I love it. I sold my soul. You bought it. Dude, just, I mean. And gave me dignity. Somehow you needed me. You gave me strength. They were so warm. Yeah. Her voice is warm. Yeah. It's like a nice warm coat. Just like a, you just want to wrap yourself up in. <laughs> and watch a, a Hallmark Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, like my wife is for the last <laughs> month, man. <laughs> You know, it's sad. My parents, my parents and my wife, uh, <laughs> my parents and my wife, they have a calendar when all the new Hallmark movies are out so they know what day they come out. Oh, God. No, really? I swear to God, dude, it's, this, it's terrible here right now. Do they make something like that? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. My, my parents, we bought them. We bought my parents. I think we bought them. Their Hallmark pajama uh, Hallmark movie watching pajamas. Oh no! I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. And my wife, I, the only reason why she doesn't have them because I wouldn't let her buy them. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not doing that. You can get them for my folks, but you're not wearing those. It's like, oh, they're so cute. They're so much fun in me. And I'm like, no, God, this is terrible. <laughs> is that what she sounds like? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, most of the time. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a That's a lot of times what it sounds like. But anyway, so do you have any, okay, do you have any of the, like when you think about the 70s, mm-hmm. like I think of funk too. Like, I mean, James Brown and and the that era of gritty funk, just, you know what I mean? Grand Funk Railroad, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, all those awesome bands that... A lot of the time, when I think of the uh, 70s... The Commodores, man. Ooh. No, it sounds funny, 
tomorrow. It's so good. He would. Lionel's always been good. Yeah, Lionel Richie's always even his his solo career was amazing. His little comeback thing he did here a few years back. Which one? The much. he tried to do it with some country people. Oh, the what was it? Savannah or uh, what? It was something like something in Georgia. Yeah, I can't remember. He did a a, a yeah, um, he did something nah. with Shania Twain. And it's he like did, yeah, no, it was not good. when you can hear the auto tune. Yeah. It's like eh, but please. I mean, all his I yeah, huge Lionel fan. Lionel Richie's so good, talent man. One Direction. One Direction. Oh no, sorry, it's the Who. Pretty much so. <laughs> they stole this. They stole it. They stole. They done stole it. <laughs> oh no! Out here in the field, the seventies. Yeah. Is this the real life? What? Okay, so what do you think is the ultimate seventies song? Ooh. I guess we can we can end on that. What's the ultimate? I'll 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 Google. It <laughs> okay, you know what? Here I'll be honest with you. The ultimate 70s thing for me has to be Elvis. 70s? He died in 77. Well, I know that, but so I 73, would, yeah. 74, 75 right in there. Right right as he was getting fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. That's that was that's like to me that's it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that when I think of the 70s, I'm thinking bell bottoms and you know that kind of jumpsuit. Thing. Elvis is my favorite Elvis. Yeah, absolutely, the Jailhouse He's, Rock no, Elvis is not no, not my thing. But no, but the jumpsuit Fat Elvis is my favorite. <laughs> Gotta love me some Fat Elvis. That's my. That's the name of my band from now on. Tate Stevens and Fat Elvis. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, what. What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, I, I would have to say, anytime. If I'm just put on the spot, gun to the head, um, to think of what's your idea of the first thing you think of when somebody says play 70s song. That's like the friends in low places of the 70s. I mean, you could pick several. Off. Somebody once told me the word. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I see <sighs> that. Pretty close. I mean, that, Freebird, you know, two three steps, any <laughs> pretty it's, much any of their songs. It's like any time somebody's like, all right, uh, what's your idea of the ultimate? Like, what's the first thing pops into your mind when somebody says 60s? First Ooh. thing that comes in my mind is... That's the first song every time. Jimi Hendrix. Really? Yeah, it is. I don't know why. I would maybe the doors. Maybe oh, Dude, I could play the doors all day long. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I would if sixties, if I'm thinking about it, the doors, I have I would have to say they gotta be in there somewhere, you know? Uh and for me, um, man, yeah, that's tough. But yeah, Elvis. I think for seven for the seventies, I think Elvis is my. I think he's not that 
you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I think Elvis, man. As much as I love Skinner and and that whole Marshall Tucker and Allman Brothers and all that stuff, uh, when I think of seventies, I think of Elvis Presley. In the ghetto. Y- y- I mean, was that seventies? Absolutely. In the, in the, the ghetto. Yeah, had to be. Probably seventy, seventy one. Because <clears throat> that was oh, man. that was when. Uh, Mm, yeah, you can look. I mean, obviously look it up, but yeah, I'm 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 gonna have to say it has to be in the seventies, dude. Some of my favorite stuff is like the just that Ronnie Tut drum, you know. Ah. <laughs> dude, come on, man. Ah, oh, dude. No one else was wearing jumpsuits. That's pure energy right there. Absolutely. If you're out in the crowd, you're just like, oh crap. Something's about oh, to happen. Oh crap, something's about to go down. Yeah. This is gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> and then oh. it's time. Dude. <laughs> Oh, so good. Born in the heat of the desert. My mother died giving me life. Dude, so good. Uh, He's got so... I used to love playing those Elvis shows at the Opry because that yeah. gave me free reign to just overplay all I wanted. <laughs> yeah, you can just keep playing. Don't oh, even yeah. stop. Oh, do, 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 do. Was it Jerry Chef? Jerry Chef? Was yeah, that the bass yeah, player? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, to me, that, that was the 70s to me. I mean, if somebody would say, hey, okay, what's your idea of 70s music? Elvis. You know, but again, he tramped from the fifties to sixties. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, have you seen the Have you seen the movie? The new I one? haven't. I have it on my list. Okay, it's you on need my to watch playlist. it. Yeah, you need to watch it. And here's why: if you're an Elvis fan of, at all, um, Austin, whatever his name is, does a pretty good job. I think. I mean, you know, um, he he did a good job with his character. But it's it's this it's it's freaking sad, dude. Oh yeah, it's sad. Yeah, because Elvis, if you really think about his life, it is very sad. It's it's sad because Tom Parker, who's not a colonel, he's not. That's not as even his name. <laughs> it's he was a a sideshow guy, and he had Webb Pierce, yep, the country singer. And they would go around all these little county fairs and podunk fairs, mm-hmm. and the Webb Pierce, ba- you know, thing would go on, and and Tom would have him out and do his little thing and all these little bullshit fairs. They saw Elvis, and Webb Pierce told him that kid's gonna be something. And Tom's like, "I think you're right. We're gonna nab him up now." And he did, and he sent Webb Pierce and Elvis Presley on tour to these little. Fairs and street festivals and all that stuff. Yeah. To get him some experience and exposure and did all, you know what I mean? And did all this stuff and did put money in it, you know, did put some money behind it and all that and got investments and did all this stuff. And when it took off, obviously he just sat back and, you know, collected money 
Yeah. Like he was, he, it was, Elvis was printing his own money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> and, um, but it's sad because if that's even close to being true to what ha- happened, then how did, did Red and Sonny and the El- and the Memphis Mafia guys, you know, that were Elvis's guys. Yeah. How did they not just make Tom Parker go away? Seriously. How did they not just make that man wear concrete shoes and, and end up in the river? For real. Yeah. It's sad. It is so sad. If it happened that way, if it went down the way that they portrayed it in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Elvis wanted to go overseas because he had so many fans overseas. Yeah. And Parker couldn't get a passport because he's, he, I think he was a crook anyway. Oof. You know, that wasn't his name and all that stuff. Yeah. So he could never get a passport. Well, then he would make up excuses and lies and all this. And then he would put Elvis on, a next, on the next big tour here in the States and it'd make a lot of money. And then they put, when they started doing the Vegas thing, you know, he was a big gambler and, and, you know? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, dude. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born. Every time I hear this song, I think of South Park. There's an episode where uh-huh. Cartman was, went over to Kenny's house. <coughs> of course, Kenny was, like, real poor. Yeah. <laughs> Cartman's going to say... And he's, like, singing it as he's... Like, you know you know who else i mean obviously not not to get off the elvis thing but anyway if it if it happened that way and it went down and once they got to vegas parker would just send him because his uh parker's um his bill for gambling was in the millions of dollars he owed these this casino hotel casino the hilton yeah Millions of dollars he owed him, and he was just like, "I'll bring Elvis back for for three months. He'll do a three month stint here or whatever, and then we'll wipe my slate clean, and you pay him, and then." But then he would charge it back up, and Elvis would have to go bail him out again. And then supposedly at the end of it, Elvis is just like, "Hey, I want out. We're going to Europe. I'm going to go tour Europe, and I'm going to make gazillions of dollars over there doing that. If you can't go, too bad." Um, and then he died on the toilet. And th- no, and then oh. so Parker's like, "You want out? Okay, fine. You can get out of your contract with me. You, but you'll, you know, I'll send you a bill for what you owe me." Elvis is like, "Fine." Well, and then it comes back from day one, all the merchandise that he bought for Elvis, and all the interest on that merchandise money. Yeah, and it was like millions of dollars Elvis owed him. And he was like, you don't have that kind of money to get out of this, kid. So Elvis is stuck. Yep. What else do you do? You die. Is that why he shot out his TV? Isn't that the story? Like he shot his television set? Oh, I'm sure he Elvis did. did. Shit, I'm sure he did. I thought that was like an infamous story. <clears throat> I'm sure. I'm sure know. it is. But so the other the other guy, you got to watch the movie, man. I'm I know. You, you got to watch it. Don't ruin it for me. Don't. Sorry. <laughs> and this is how it ends. And so ends, he dies. Okay. At the end of it, he dies. All right. Uh, news, you know, spoiler alert. What? Elvis what? Dead. <laughs> so the other guy that he did not. The other guy that I think of in that that era of music who 
um, came out of the 60s and I think 50s even was Ray Charles. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 70s Ray I mean, Charles he's is huge. multi-decade. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. in the 70s, Ray Charles was humongous, you know? And and you you think about that guy. That guy's just hearing his voice on some of those songs. The pain in that man's voice is real. You can't fake that. Yeah. You oh, cannot, yeah. You cannot fake that kind of stuff. And, I mean, you know, you can sing like Ray Charles. You know, people can imitate Ray Charles or whatever, but you cannot. You can't fake that. Hit the pain in that man's voice. God bless. It's amazing when you hear him sing, and he's and and it's just like even in songs like uh, what's that? Uh, him and Willie Nelson, uh, Seven Spanish Angels. Oh yeah. When he's singing his part, dude. Yeah. It's like sounds like pain. It does. <laughs> like you can hear it, you can feel it, and I'm like, there's only been a few people who could. I mean, who can emote those kind of energies. With their voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's uh, so good. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway. All right. Well, well I probably actually could have emoted some negative energies this week. Oh, yeah. What my, happened? Uh, what happened? Somebody broke into my house. What? Yeah. They stole all my fruit. Oh, no. I was peachless. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. <laughs> That's Dead stupid. Dead jokes. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, peachless. I was peachless. Oh boy. Anyway, on that note, no, it's hey, we uh, we, <laughs> we uh, did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> like we, Jesus. Uh, okay. So hey, hopefully next week Shallow will be on. Um, yeah. We'll try to make that work, and uh, we'll, I mean, get, we'll get him on soon. He, he's he's awesome. You guys, yeah. it, it'll be amazing. I just put his <clears> book <throat> in my Amazon. I'm telling cart. you, it's cool. It's a good yeah. book. It's a good book. Um, and and it's it, like I said, his story is inspiring, and it's it's uh, it just kind of man. Yeah. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do a movie stuff like that, you know. So um, I'm hoping to be in it. So he said I'm gonna be in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, hopefully get him on next week. And uh, so that's it, man. Listen, thanks for hanging out. I uh, hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, lots more coming this year. We got a lot of stuff. We're going to have a hunting show too here soon. Oh, really? Hunting, se- hunting season's about over. And uh, I'm going to have a lot to stories. say in that yeah, one. I know. You'll be like, <laughs> 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 oh, man. And we got to, we, I mean, like I said, we got some good stuff coming. Uh, so thanks for uh, hanging out, and we'll see you next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.